So today, like we're back, brilliant disciple makers. That's the theme for our year. And brilliant disciple makers, they win souls, they come alongside people, and they raise leaders. So they win souls, they come alongside people, and they raise leaders. That's what brilliant disciple makers do. So today, we are focusing on how you can be a soul winner for your families, for your friends, and and others, how they can encounter Jesus too. So I started following God around about 19 years ago now. But five years before I started following God, uh, one of my neighbours, at least one of them, was a Christian. For five years. I moved four times to different locations even. But for five years, I always had at least one Christian living next door to me. Like, what was that about? Do you think, like, God was trying to, like, give me the hint? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think, I think he, want, he wanted to know me. He was chasing me down. Just like Kate said, she felt like he was after her and he was after me. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't know God today, he's after you and he wants a relationship with you. You might be here today and you don't have a relationship with God. You might be watching online, you don't have a relationship with God. Well, just relax, it's all right. Like a little bit later though, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to invite a God into your heart, a God that can change your life, a God that can bring healing and hope and restoration and peace and provision, all those things. He's a good God. So anyway, one of those neighbors invited me along to church to a Christmas service. Uh, She gave me a brochure. She said, come and see. Now, was I offended when she invited me? No, no, I wasn't. I thought, wow, that's so nice of her to invite me along. You know, sometimes we can think if we ask someone along to church, like, oh, they're going to be offended. Like, seriously? No, I was, I was excited. I thought, oh, okay, I'll go on. I, I thought I liked it that much that next year she invited me again and I went along again. Nothing happened in the meantime. I mean, I was like, I was too cringy about the whole money thing at the time. I was like, Ugh. yeah, just like, like, what's with the money thing? Ugh. Yeah, I had like little demons on the inside of me. Anyway, uh, but I, I went back again. And then my best friend who lives in Brisbane, she gave her heart to, to, to God and she changed. And I thought, what is going on? And she said, come and see, come and see. She lives in Brisbane. I thought, no, no, if I like it, I don't want to be going to, uh, you know, because I thought being a Christian was just going to church on a Sunday. I thought, I don't want to go to Brisbane every Sunday. So I'm going to find a church up here that I can go to. So I rang a church, saw if they had a night service and went along to it. And I kept doing that. Crazy things happen. Uh, I didn't understand what I was doing. But I did know that there was something different, something different that happened on the inside of me. And it all started from someone just saying, come and see. That's the title of my message today. It's come and see. That's just really what soul winning is about. You know, why do we share the, the gospel, share the good news? Gospel means good news. Why do we share the good news? In the Bible, it says the word go over 1,500 times. In Matthew, the book of Matthew alone, it's over 50 times. It's like, go, go do this, go tell that, go go in strength, go this, go, go do that. It says to go. So we're meant to go out, not just stay in, go out. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about making disciples, brilliant disciple makers, go. We go and make disciples. So that's the first reason we share the gospel. The second one is because it is an act of love. We tell people about Jesus and and he brings us peace. He brings us deep inner joy. He fills us with his love. He brings meaning and purpose to our lives. He brings forgiveness and eternal life. Like, so it's an act of love when we actually share the gospel with someone else who doesn't know it yet. We want them to have the same thing that we do. We are called to be salt and light. Now, I just thought, wow, you know, I'm pretty salty already. When I first said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm salty. Like, no, it's not that kind of salt. It's like salt and light, salt and light. Jesus said that, you know, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And then it says, let your light shine before others that you may see your good deeds and glorify that they may see your good deeds, not you. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, you know, salt and light. Salt, it, when we salt things because it adds flavor. Man, I had a steak yesterday and I cannot eat steak without salt. Doesn't matter how great the steak is. It's just a habit, I think. I just love it. You know, you just like, get the salt on there. If you've got hot chips, you can't have hot chips without salt. I mean, who eats hot chips without salt? Nobody. Don't raise your hand. Oh, are you joking? Like... Come up afterwards or I will pray for you. So you need, I, I love salt. You gotta have salt on hot chips, but salt adds flavor. So we're salt, we add flavor to people's lives. We show them God's nature, God's character, God's peace. When we speak to other people, that's what we're doing. We are the salt. Do you know salt back in the day, not in my day, but even further than that, that's a long time ago. Back in the day, they used salt to uh, preserve meat. And they did that so that it stopped the meat going bad. We are salt also to stop society from going bad. We're salt. So, okay, we're salt. We add the flavor. Okay, and we are light. We're light to the world. So how we respond to people who are hungry, how we respond to people who are homeless, how we respond to injustice, we are the light. We come in with the light of God. See, God wants us to be salt and light. And that, that's how they can see him. So, you know, when I first became a Christian, like I said, I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know anything. I'd never opened a Bible, really. I did have a few Bibles, but never really opened it, never read a word of the Bible before I became a Christian. And uh, I've got to tell you, my family and workmates, they, they might ask, oh, what did you do on the weekend? This is as I was going to church. I'd just started going to church. And I'd tell them everything that I did except for what, going to church. Because <laughs> I felt a little bit embarrassed. I felt like a little bit weird. I mean, you know, when you've been, you know, you haven't been like part of a club and then you join the club and you feel like a little bit of an outsider. I felt like that when I first came along to church. Like there's all these weirdos raising their hands and singing and all, doing all this stuff that I'd never seen before. So I felt a little bit embarrassed because I just didn't know what was going on. I felt like that, so I didn't feel like telling anyone about that, because number one, I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know what to say. I'm like, wow, I, but I knew that I was called to be salt and light. So I had to like just get over myself, really, because really there was a fear on the inside of me, and because this is what happens. When you give your heart to Jesus, it's like, wow, 
this is happening, and he starts to change your life, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then, but then, the, you know, just like there's a God, there is an enemy. So the minute you actually give your heart to God, the enemy can come, and it can come in fear, where you don't want to share with people, where you don't want to, where you think, oh my gosh, you know, where you get up in the morning, you've got a headache, oh, on a Sunday, oh, every Sunday I've got a migraine, oh, you know, trying to keep you away from having a greater relationship with him. It's fear, it's fear. So all of that was happening in me, and honestly, I was thinking, man, if I tell my, my family, they're gonna, they're gonna start laughing, and they're gonna go, oh, she's seen the light, she's seen the light, because I, I, I'd heard my family do that before, so I'm thinking like, oh, I don't wanna do that. And then I just had this revelation, because things started to change in me, dramatically. Yeah, amen, that's a good word for that. I needed change. But I, I knew on the inside of me there was something alive and living. Hope, the hope of the world lived in me through Jesus. Come on. I was just like, yes, come on. So I thought, well, what, what can I do? Because I still don't know anything. Uh, but do you know what? I didn't want to uh, go door knocking because I had all these silly ideas that to be a Christian and to share the gospel is to knock on someone's door. <laughs> hey, how are you going? Because I'd seen that before. Uh, and then, or to stand on a corner waving a Bible, and I'd seen my uncle do that, and that wasn't very successful either. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I, I, I just thought that's just not me. I, I, you know, that might be for some people, but for me personally, that wasn't. I felt nervous about speaking about God because I really didn't know anything. What if they ask me a question and I don't know the answer? But I came to realize that God, he placed me, just like he's placed you, to be salt and light in your spheres of influence, in your families, with your friends, in your neighborhood, with your workmates, at the gym, at uni, at school, wherever you are. God is with you. He lives on the inside of you. You have a relationship with him. So how, how? You know, just say, come and see. Come and see. So sharing the good news of Jesus, it can be a natural extension of your everyday life. And you, and you know what I found out? You don't even have to know anything because I didn't know. But what I did know, I actually knew God was real. And I knew that he was changing my life. I knew that there was something going on in me. My life was starting to come alive. And that's all I knew. But and you know when something is really good, we naturally want to tell people. If you go to a good movie, you want to tell people. I mean, I went to see Maverick about a month ago. Oh my gosh, have you seen, who's seen Maverick? Oh, I know, isn't it good? And like the plane's like, nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. it was just amazing. And I said, oh, I, I, and I just, straight after that movie, I'm like, have you seen Maverick? Oh my gosh. I'm a, it was just, it was amazing. It was a, all over the place. Made, made me want to get in one of those jet things. I'm like, yeah, come on, I can do it. It'll be a simulator for sure. But anyway, I was telling people, it was just a movie. If you go to a good restaurant, you tell people about that. If your family has a baby, you're telling people about that. You're telling the good news already. Did you realize that? But now, it's just about, I know that Jesus, he's the king, and, he, and everybody needs him. Seriously, everywhere you look, people are struggling with relationships, with finances, with health. So it should be natural 
that we want to tell them about the goodness of God, about eternal life in him, that he is a healer, that he is a provider, that he is a comforter, that he is an encourager. We want people to experience what we have. So I've just got a couple of tips on on what you do. Tips, that's right. A bit Kiwi, but anyway, tips. I've got a couple of tips. How are you going online? I hope you're not still having your breakfast, but you know, get like let's like in fact put your thing down and say, come and see. Type that in the, the chat thing right there. Okay, pray. So that's my first thing. Prayer. Everything in the kingdom of God starts in prayer. Pray for opportunities every day. I pray for myself and I pray for others. I pray for a boldness on me to speak to people. I pray that God will open up doors and bring opportunities right in my path that I can share his peace, that I can share his hope, that I can share his faith. And then I pray for others. Now on your seat, you've got one of these cards here. You don't have to read it right now, but it's got friends. You put your friends on that side, and on the other side, it's got scriptures that you can pray. I pray I've prayed these scriptures for specific people that are on my list. It's just a habit now. I pray that God will, even if it's not me, place other people around them, that God will soften their hearts, bring them into conviction. All those things, that's what those scriptures are. So take that home with you. If you haven't done it already, you can do that. Take it home. Then you can put it wherever you pray and pray specifically for the people that you are praying for. Okay, and I pray that wherever my feet go, that I carry God's presence, that I carry his peace, and that I am prepared to share. I'm always, you know, I want to be prepared that God will bring his opportunities. And seriously, most of the time, I'm so not prepared. I'm so, I'm, I'm, it always still comes out of the blue. But in Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6, it says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will be the right response for everyone. Be gracious and attractive. Be gracious and attractive. Doesn't mean you have to be good looking. It just means like, be attractive in your speech. <laughs> Although you are good looking, like, yeah, you might. <laughs> like, so, so be gracious and attractive and be sensitive. Uh, you know, don't be OTT, don't be over the top. You can imagine me when I decided I was going to share. <laughs> Laughter? What is that? But you can imagine, I'm like, oh my gosh, there was a thing, and this thing come from the, and, and then someone was standing on the word. I mean, what on earth does that even mean? Like, really? So, you know, use normal language. I didn't even know that language before I came to stand on the word. Like, even, so, I remember someone saying to me, oh, you know, are you saved? I'm like, saved from what? I mean, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny, but seriously, unless you know what's going on, you know, what's saved? Like, what? So, so use normal language. Don't go Christianese on me, people. But yeah, I used to be a little bit OTT, so I blew a couple of people out of the water. But do you know what? The Holy Spirit... He is the one who leads them unto himself. So any messes I've made, he's cleaned them up. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And do you know what? People who know me, they, they, they don't mind anyway because they just know my kind of personality. I can be a little bit OTT. 
Anyway, but pray. I, w- I was praying. Uh, one time I was walking and praying, and I thought, God, make me a metal detector for you. I'd heard this thing. And I'm thinking, you know, like you go, that person's ready to know God. Josh, he's ready to know God. Like, so, so, like, so I'm like, God, make me a metal detector for you. And then I was thinking, show me, God. Show me. And then I get a picture of someone that I work with. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Uh-oh, what do I do now? <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess I, I'm going to invite her. We had like a service on, a special, you know, so, and we've got some services coming up in October that are going to be... Uh, People who, who don't know Jesus, they're going to be friendly for them. That's right. It's our help me series. Help me, I'm angry. Help me, I'm anxious. All those sorts of things. I'll share a little bit about that later. But I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so I get to work and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having this little workout in the toilets. Like, right. come on. Yeah, you can do it. I'm bold, I'm bold and courageous, I'm bold. Oh my gosh, seriously. So I'm like, I'm nearly passing now, I'm like giving myself such a, (laughs) so anyway, I go out, I'm like, right, I'm ready. I go out, I still have no clue what I am going to say. So that's what I mean, sometimes you just gotta do it. Just do it, just do it and pray that God is going to help you out. That's what I've been praying, like, come on, God, give me the right words. You say that, your word says you do that, come on. So I go, still got nothing. Anyway, I get there, and, and then I'm, like, looking at him, like, hi, how are you going? <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, and then I let her talk. That's a good idea. Let other people talk. <laughs> don't talk them out. Yeah, don't talk them out of it. Just let them, let them talk. So she talks, and then... I'm thinking, oh, look, she knew I was a Christian. So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to tell her like it is. Not the whole metal detector stuff. Like, man, man, that's just weird. Like, oh, yeah, I was praying for God to make me a metal detector. No, no, I mean, I'm not going to say that. So I just said to her, hey, I was, I was praying, and, like, I had a picture of you. And I really feel that God wants to you know, you to come along this Sunday to come and see. Anyway, as I'm saying it, I feel the presence of God all over me. Like, I, I do. And then she looks up and she goes, what is that? She can feel it too. She knows there is something. She just goes, what, what is that? I said, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, but, but, but anyway, but I, I said, but that's God, that's God. And, and she goes, okay, I'll come. Her and her cu- husband came along and they gave their hearts to God in that service. Yeah. yeah, because God draws people unto himself. He wants people to know him. And you are his hands and feet and mouthpiece. You are. He's relying on you for your sphere of influence. So that's, so start with prayer. The second thing is to be proactive. Like just do something. Like, like first of all, look. Open up your eyes. Like in John 4, 35, it says, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. For they are already white for harvest. Look, there are already people 
who are ready to know Jesus. Lift up your eyes and look. So look, take the time. You know, sometimes we get in our busy way and you're doing our thing and whatever. We don't ever look up. Look up. Stop. Look. Look around you. Go to Pilates. Look around you. The other day, I was at Pilates and someone goes, Teresa. And I look at her and I'm thinking, hmm. I don't know who you are, but I'm, I'm thinking, is it church? Is it this? You know how you, 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 you see, well, where's this person come from? And then she goes, D- then she says, do you remember me? I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, and, and I, I'm saying nothing because I don't want to say no. <laughs> but she goes, we used to do Taekwondo together. We haven't seen each other for over 15 years. And, and then I go, oh, my gosh. It's you. Like, and I did instantly remember when she put it, put it into context. So it had been a long time since her hair was different. She looked different. But God brings people along the path. So I look, I talk to her. I've caught up with her a couple of times now. That like, do I tell her, oh, hey, by the way, you know, you don't need to know Jesus. No, I didn't say that straight away. We're just getting to know each other again. Different things, different timing for different people. But just listen to God. Ask him. He will tell you when it's time because he knows the time. It's in his time. And I, I tell you, when, when someone is ready, though, they'd practically nearly come to you. I remember, uh, actually, I'll better just stay with this. I'm like getting like carried away here. No, no. Oh, oh, it's, about, it's, about, it's about being friendly. No, be friendly with people. Be friendly. Like when you invite people over, have hospitality. Just be friendly. Barbecues. You know, uh, with your neighbours or whatever it is, at gym, be friendly. At all times, be friendly. Because when they find out that you're a Christian, they're really going to watch you. People watch you. Because they want to see what a Christian's like. Are you different? Are you any different from any? Of course you are. You are. But the way you behave speaks volumes. Your life speaks volumes to, to, to people who don't know you. So I go along to this, uh, have a massage. Yes, I like massages. And, and, it's a, and, she's, and she's a new masseuse. Never been there before. So I get there and, you know, like, you know, get there and lie down and I'm feeling like, yeah, this is so good. Come on. And then, and then she, she, st- she says to me, uh, what, do you, what do you do for work? I'm like, damn, that question, oh, what shall I say? Oh, I'll just say I'm the, I'm the business manager or something like that, oh, which is tr- well, true at that time at church here. I work at church. But anyway, I say to her, oh, you know, I work. I, I go, oh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a business manager. She goes, where at? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I go, okay, God. <laughs> oh, you know, for a church. She goes, oh do you believe in God? And then she starts asking me all these questions. I'm like, I just want to have a massage. But, but, but remember, I'm being friendly. Yeah, be friendly, people. Like, so I'm like, so I'm, I'm talking to her. She starts telling me about how she watches uh, like Joyce Meyer on TV. She says, I've watched Joyce Meyer and I love it. And da, 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 da. And, and she says, and, and all these people that she's been watching on TV. And then, she, then anyway, I'm lying there and the scripture drops into my head. It's in Romans 10 verse 9. And it says, if you say it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe it in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. I get that scripture while I'm on the massage table. I'm like, I don't even know her. 
and I'm going to share a scripture with her. But I thought, well, I heard it, so I'm just going to say it. So I go to her, hey, I just, um, there's a scripture in the Bible. It says, you know, if you confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe it in your heart that he was raised from the dead, that you will be saved. I said, so what it means, so I tried to explain, and then I said, so have you, do you believe in your heart? that Jesus was raised from the dead? She goes, yes, yes, I do. I said, have you confessed it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? No, no, I haven't. I says, okay, do you want to do that now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I lead her to the Lord while I'm face down on the massage table. I'm thinking like, gosh, you know, but it doesn't matter where you are. Not everything works out exactly the plan or it's all nice and, oh, you're across the table from someone and you're leading them to the world. No, you could be lying on a massage table. <laughs> you could be skiing. Wherever it is, it doesn't matter. God lives in you. He dwells in you. You are his mouthpiece. Come and see. So I lead her to the Lord on there. She's been water baptized in this church. She goes to a church up on the range. That's where she lives. But... God gives you opportunities when you pray, but you've got, when, you know, you can't just pray and do nothing, though. He can't do it all for you. You've got to actually do something. Do something. So it's opening your mouth normally. Uh, acts of kindness. You don't have to open your mouth for that. You can do acts of kindness. Like me meeting people's needs. It might be mowing lawns, or it might be giving someone a lift, or it might be giving someone a meal, or whatever. Like something, cooking someone a meal with no strings attached. People start to wonder, like, why? Like, how? How did that, you know, how did that happen? So, practical support is also another thing. Like, listen to God and to people about meeting their needs, their emotional needs, providing a listening ear and being non-judgmental. It's been there in a time of need. You know, I don't know, I've done it, I've been guilty of this myself. I think, oh, man, like, nah, they'd never be interested. They'd never be interested in coming to church, or they'd never be interested in following God. And then, if I really think back, I don't think I would have been interested. Do you get what I mean? Like, don't prejudge people. Don't put your filter on how you think they are, because when you share the gospel, it has power. It is power. And even when people, you might, you might think, oh, feel discouraged because you think, oh, it didn't, nothing happened. You do not know what is going on on the inside of somebody's heart. You just don't even know what is happening at all. And the other thing is share your testimony. You know, you can have a 30-second version and a three-minute version, not a 30-minute version. People want to know you, but usually not that much. Like, 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 like not when you were sharing Jesus, because remember the purpose of your story? It's all about his story. So 30 second, three minute, not 30 minute, all right? Like, but, you know, there might be times when you'll actually, you know, get to know someone and it might get, you know, go more in depth. But when you're sharing, I shared my testimony with a guy that I met on the plane on the way back from Hobart just recently when we were down there for national conference. Uh, we were all coming home together. Dan Bowman was on one side of me and this guy was on the other. When he let, let me get in, he didn't stand up, he just moved his legs. I thought, interesting, but I just get through into the middle seat. But then I realized, because they came down to get him, he wanted to go to the toilet, he was in a wheelchair. So he comes back 
And I, I think, oh, wow, you know, God, you've placed me here for a reason. So anyway, he comes back and he says to me, oh, we're talking. We're just talking. We're normal talk. I'm not going, and by the way, do you know Jesus straight off? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not being a weirdo <laughs> at all. So, I, so we're talking. We're just talking. I mean, we've got a two-hour trip, so I've got plenty of time. So, so, so I'm letting him talk. And then he says to me, um, what do you do? And instantly, God normally tells me what to say. So he says, tell me you're a pastor. I says, I'm a pastor. Silence. Absolute silence. And then he, then he comes back and he goes, man, that took me back when you first said it. I says, oh, I noticed. <laughs> and I said, and he goes, he goes, but you look normal. <laughs> well, thank you, because I'm being gracious and attractive. Yeah. So, so anyway, he goes to me, I'm, I'm agnostic. And I'm like, and what does that mean? <laughs> I don't, I'm, and he goes, oh, well, I, I don't believe or and I don't disbelieve. I said, so you're like a fence sitter then? And, 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 and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so we, we talk. And anyway, we, we, we start talking about life, about his life, about my life. He shares about how, I mean, he's been in a wheelchair for 16 years. So he's in his 50s, so not all his life. But he shares about how that happened. When he was 18 years old, he was in New Zealand and he had a head-on collision and he was on a motorbike. Boom. And I said to him, well, I'm amazed, not only that you were able to walk after that, that you were even alive. And so I share part of my testimony with him about how I fell in a hot pool in New Zealand and I should have died. But my grandfather, who was 200 kilometers away, knew something had happened to me, came. Him and my great-grandfather prayed for me. I was six years old. And during that time, I had an encounter with God and I saw him. I didn't see him, I saw a light. And the light spoke to me and said, you will live. No one has ever, and I said to him, you know, no one has ever fallen into a hot pool and lived. And I said, but I know that it was miraculous and God healed me because they prayed. He goes, and I did not even know this, my mother was a Māori, like me, like I'm from New Zealand, I'm, I'm a Māori. My mother was a Māori. When I had that motorbike accident, she and her family and her friends came and prayed for him. And I looked at him and said, and you, now I know why you're alive. Do you see how sharing a testimony, right testimony, identified with him, but it was right. I just heard God say, share that testimony because he wanted to pull it out of him. His mother was like, there was, there was, you know, God uses your past. God uses your ethnicity. God uses where you've been. God uses your dysfunctional family. God uses everything that's happened in your life to speak to someone else. You don't have to be a pastor. Just be a Christian. Yeah. Be salt and light. Be salty and light. Come on. Be attractive. Be gracious. Share the love of Jesus in your normal everyday life. And you will have the opportunity to do that. Because we are having, uh, starts in October. I said it before. 
We're having what we call our Help Me series. So they're great that you can bring people along. It's like, help me, I'm anxious. Help me, I'm disappointed. Help me, I'm angry. And there is another one. Help me, I am stressed. The world is stressed. Right now, as I'm saying those, I know you're thinking of people that could be helped by that, who don't know Jesus yet, could be helped because we give practical keys on how to do these things, how to, how to get through anxiety, how to get through stress, how to get through disappointment, how to get through anger. I've been there, know it, done it. I'm not that angry little control freak that I used to be because I came to know Jesus. So I just want you to close your eyes because I'm going to pray for you. So I want you to think, I'm going to pray for one. You're going to pray for one person who is in your life that you are either going to invite or you're going to do something. You're going to have a barbecue with. You're going to have a cup of tea with. You're going to find some sort of way, something practical that you can do that will take them another step to Jesus. Do you know what? Not everybody comes across the line at that moment. It's not about that. You sow a seed, God will use it. Someone else will sow a seed, God will use it. I've heard that it takes like 14, 13 or 14 God conversations before someone comes to Christ. You might be number two or you might be number five or you might be number 13 or 14. But you add to that somebody's salvation. So right now, are you one person, one person. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Right now, you are speaking to people. You are showing pictures of them. You're giving them their name, Father. I thank you, Lord, that that, that one person, that, Lord, that you would give every person in this room the boldness, the courage, the strength to either invite or take them one step closer to you. I thank you, Lord, that you're a good God and you speak to us, that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. He is good.